So you're probably asking yourself, how to successfully grow a facility management company in today's digital age while still remaining profitable? You know that marketing should probably be in the mix, but you may not know the best approach, the newest strategies, or which digital platforms to market on. So how do you use marketing to grow your effort business today? That is a question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Javier Lozano Jr., and welcome to the Facility Management Marketing Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Facility Management Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Javier. And if you listen to this episode, I believe this is episode 100. And when I launched this podcast at the beginning of the year of 2022, January 11th, I believe, was our first podcast episode. <clears throat> My goal was to, to basically launch or to, to record over 100 episodes um, in 12 months. So essentially that would be 108, I believe, because that's 54 weeks in a year. Um, and I've not taken one day off and having two episodes per week. So that's 108. So we're only eight, technically nine, if you count this one, but eight after this one, um, episodes away from hitting what my goal was in the 12 month period or 54 week period. And is it 54 weeks? No, 52 weeks. So it's to be 104. I can't do math right now, man. All right. So anyways, this is exciting times for me because, you know, like it it proved a point, uh, several things on my side about just being consistent with what you're trying to do, goals and that that sort of stuff. But more importantly, uh, documenting my, just my journey as a, as a CMO, as a marketing leader, um, in the tech space and also in the facility and property management space as well too. So if you're currently listening to this episode, um, I'm currently the CMO for a technology company called Ratmate. However, uh, I've done a ton of marketing in the facility management space and have grown businesses um, to not just get a lot of t- a ton of new business, uh, but also traffic, uh, improving their website, um, you know, revenue, all that stuff. And it's, it's just kind of cool and exciting. So a lot of the stuff that I kind of teach here in this podcast is stuff that we're currently, I'm not going to say testing, but we're launching and, and doing and sometimes testing in my current role. And I know that it will, it will carry over into the facility space because, um, you know, the, the space that I'm currently working in is a relatively antiquated space. So with that said, I want to jump into our topic here and, <clears throat> You know, there's this model where um, it's it's important to understand this. Like uh, a lot of a lot of facility companies really come into this whole thing that you need to generate market and qualified leads, and like like we just want more leads, more leads, more leads. And I feel like um, that is beginning to shift more and more so in a lot of different industries. And it's something that I've been teaching my team uh, at Rapmate that we don't need to be looking at um, the amount of leads that we generate in our business. So, you know, I'll periodically get a Slack message. This is not knocking anybody, but I'll periodically get a Slack message uh, from internal members of our team saying, hey, our lead counts are down this week or our lead counts have not been what they were the past few days or, and it's not every day. It's like, it's like periodic. Um, and, and I've been kind of warning them and I was like, you know, listen guys, we've been finding that we're getting better quality leads when we shift our paid acquisition strategy from Google into Facebook. So we've essentially 
have transitioned. We were going roughly, I, I want to say 70-30 into Google um, versus Facebook. And now it is like literally flip-flopped. But it has also given us the four biggest months that we've had in history. Every single month has actually been growing bigger than the previous month. Um, whenever it comes to like new business coming in. And this is attributed to our new direction of what we were, what we were um, doing, <clears throat> excuse me, in the past. Sorry, I'm trying to recover from being sick. So a few weeks ago, I had COVID over Thanksgiving and that stuff is still lingering. So it's COVID round two for me. Anyways, what I was kind of discussing here is, is that we've completely shifted our strategy. And the reason we shifted is that we realized that Facebook was generating us better quality leads um, that were more in the um, vehicle, I'm sorry, that were more in the, in the commercial space. So these were like, you know, businesses such as, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I'm sorry guys. So this was like basically businesses that, that are like, you know, Joe the plumbers and, and, and Sally the home cleaner. Not that Sally can do like plumbing either. I'm just, I'm just talking out of my butt right now, but you get what I'm saying. Like it's, it's basically um, B2B kind of companies um, that uh, do services like home services type businesses. And we're finding more of those people living in Facebook. And so at one point we were generating roughly I want to say with our with our previous strategy, around 10 to 20 percent of our leads that we were generating were mostly um, were commercial, while the other 90, 80 to 90 percent were like personalization leads, and we weren't selling a lot of personalization leads, and so our team had to like sift through a lot of leads um, and just make a lot of dials on a lot of these comp, you know, these these leads coming in, where it didn't make sense for them to kind of put their attention on because. Personalization leads weren't converting for us at a very, uh, they weren't converting for us very well. They were taking up a lot of our AE's time. They were, they were just, it, it was just kind of a hassle. So then we sort of segmented um, how people were coming in into our industry, into our, um, into our system, where we would segment them to where we knew they were either commercial leads or personal leads. And then we would kind of ask them certain kind of qualifying questions, and then they would get different kind of automated emails. Anyways, where I'm getting to is that we started creating more segmentation and then we started realizing as we started, as we started diving deeper into the numbers that Facebook was giving us better leads when it came to commercial. And eventually we started seeing that we were getting roughly 65% of our leads from Facebook were, were commercial businesses. And so that made us start thinking like, man, this is crazy. We're, we're not getting as many leads and the leads are kind of are costing us a little bit more, but we're getting quality leads where our team can actually spend time with people that want to actually buy. Now, this doesn't mean that we're not getting personalization leads via Facebook, because we are. And this doesn't mean that all the leads are like perfect and they're all ready to buy. And this doesn't mean that only Facebook is the number one place to be running ads. This doesn't mean any of that stuff. What this means is, is that when you follow an MQL model where you're trying to generate a ton of marketing qualified leads, and we track that metric internally, okay? Don't get me wrong, we track MQL internally, um, but it is not a metric that we measure success. And that's something I've been teaching my team on is that when they say, hey, lead counts are down, I'm like, guys, I keep telling you this, lead counts may be down, but we're getting higher quality leads because we're putting our efforts into these channels. And so, we're not tracking success of marketing qualified leads as being, you know, something that's great, like getting 
5,000 leads a month is great, but if only, you know, 4,000, if only 1,000 of those are good quality leads, like what, if, what would happen if we were able to get 2,000 of those that were quality leads versus just 1,000? We just increase it by 100% and you have more good quality leads to call and contact. So I'm gonna give you seven tips. I'm not, and, and I'm not gonna take credit for this. I got this from this guy I follow on LinkedIn quite a bit. His name is Gaetano um, Denardi, and super smart dude, but um, he gives seven reasons on why you should not be tracking MQLs as a way of, 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 of marketing success. So like just generating leads to generate leads is not just, is not good, okay? So when you're running a paid ads campaign, let's just on Facebook, Google, TikTok, yes, on TikTok, LinkedIn, on those channels, you're wanting to kind of get away from the MQL thing and there's ways on how to do this, but there's seven reasons why you wanna do this. So number one is that you're gonna be destroying the mental health and the well-being of your sales team, all right? They are gonna um, be finally liberated from playing this rigid squid game where they can actually, you know, they feel like they're not gonna win anymore. So here's the thing. Your AE team, when they're calling, a lot of leads and they're getting a lot of rejections and i'm not saying that you know rejection is is like you know it's part of the game it's part of the process of being in sales i get that but what i'm saying is that there comes like a mental block at some point at times where you know like when you're making all these these dials it, it, it starts hurting a little bit when you start getting people saying like f off and stuff like that like that has an effect when people respond to emails and like those things have an effect and like we get it like we understand and so from our perspective like what we're trying to do is we're trying to eliminate those things and so you know us shifting to this new concept has actually made our sales team just kind of feel better like they're in a better mental head headspace if you will you know so it's been great so the second thing is that it's, um, it's, it's eliminating the hostility between sales and marketing. So there's this classic you know, conflict where marketing is sending us garbage leads and sales can't close deals. And that basically ceases to exist whenever you don't focus on MQL. So like we were getting that a lot. When I first came into this role in February of 22, um, as a CMO, like, I was kind of getting my feet wet, seeing kind of where things are at. And, and there were times whenever like, you were just not getting good quality leads, we we're just making all these dials, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it was kind of like, it was one, you know, one side of it was, you know, marketing is sending us garbage leads, like this is junk. And then, you know, I'm like, sales is not closing. You guys need to get on your A game, dude. And then as we started diving into the numbers, we we're like, okay, we're realizing that personalization leads don't do well. We're, you know, we're 95, 98%, 99% commercial, you know, business. So we're, we're basically B2B or we work with businesses mostly. This is not to say that we don't do the occasional like personalization or app and that sort of stuff. But what happens is, is that by us shifting, we no longer are getting the whole, you know, like, hey, you guys are sending us garbage leads. It's like, you guys are sending us really good quality leads. And and we're getting good business. Like, and, and what I'm saying is, is, that, is that when you eliminate this whole MQL, like just get as many leads as you can, because in the past we were getting $2 leads, sub $2 leads in the past. And we were kind of proud of that. Like we were spending like 10 grand and we were getting 5,000 leads and, and it was insane. 
And, and now we're spending more and we're not getting nearly as many leads, but we're getting higher quality leads. And the past four months have been, each month has been bigger than the previous month. Now I'm gonna say, you know, a caveat to this. Um, December may not be the, may not beat out November. And I think it's because it's the holidays and we're actually seeing a trend where our dollars aren't going as far as they were the previous months, okay? so. Anyways, like, does that mean we should stop marketing? No, but what I'm getting to is that like, we've been improving every single month. Our, our AE team are getting quality leads and they're closing them too. And they're getting better at qualifying these leads where they're putting them to a proper SQO status. And now we're getting to a point where we're closing 50 to 60% of SQOs. We're closing 50 to 60% of sales qualified opportunities. This is meaning like where they make their dials and this is a legitimate opportunity and then they close it. So that's good. The third thing is that you're not, you're, you know, you're preventing prematurely pushing out of marketing, non-solution seeking people from um, to sales. So the nice thing about this is that we have automation within our systems that um, basically is going to be pushing people out of marketing emails after a certain point. So like, the first eight days, that contact is gonna be getting a series of SMS and emails, okay? And this is to help support the AE so that they don't have to like call every single one. So if like some of them reply or if they open an email, the AE can then like, you know, reach out to this person because that person is actually, you know, they're interested. And then others that aren't expressing any kind of interest, after eight days, they get pushed into this like, indoctrination sequence where they're just going to be getting educational stuff and it might push them over the hump but the AEs no longer call them anymore they don't spend any more time and wasting their you know their time with those people because that person after about six seven eight days they've kind of lost interest on getting a rap this is what you should do for your facility companies that you should create some sort of like hey when a new lead comes in this is how we contact them they get like an email and then this and then over the next seven days, we're gonna to try to schedule a sales call and this is what we're gonna give them. And if nothing happens over those next seven days, then we're gonna put them into this series. Like, now this is gonna be different for every company, okay? So you might have a different sales process in a you know, sales cycle or educational cycle, but create something where you're using automation, but you're not prematurely like pushing people out of the market um, or, you know, or, or, or you're pushing them into like other things like you're trying to work that lead accordingly, right? So by having, by not following this whole MQL model, you're really just talking to solution seeking people, which is great. Number four is the, um, the pressure that sales team has to smile and dial and adhere to a high volume activity based sales approach. Now I'm not saying that like smiling and dialing is bad, but I'm not saying it's good either. So here's kind of my whole approach. Like you know, stats and studies have shown that, you know, when you're making like about a hundred calls a day, you're going to be making some good sales. You're, you're going to be one of the top salespeople. But like, imagine if you were able to drop that down to like, say 65 or 70 calls a day, but you're having quality calls with prospects that are actually interested based off of like what you are doing. Now you're getting people into SQO status where you can work that lead accordingly, setting appointments, follow-up calls, sending them demos, doing all these other things. And so it's, it's by not focusing on an MQL model where you have to get as many leads as possible into the pipeline and focusing more on a quality model where you're getting good quality leads based off of like where you're finding them, 
all of a sudden you're putting, you're taking the pressure off the sales team by smiling, dialing, and you're teaching them how to actually work a lead accordingly, where you're doing discovery, where you're learning more about the, the prospect, where you're sending them information and demos, or you're sending them samples of what you know your projects are or anything like that. And that's exactly what our team is doing. I don't know how many calls they make in a day. They're making a significant chunk, but I know that for these past four months where we've been breaking records like month over month, I wanna say they haven't been dialing over a hundred and it's because we're just sending them more quality leads. All right, number five, manufacturing an over bloated sales organization. So hiring reps to reach out and qualify large volumes of cheap quality MQLs does not work and it never will. And I agree with this. So like, this goes back to what I just said earlier, like hundred plus dollars a day. I'm not saying that's horrible, but like you basically just put a person on a, in a seat to just kind of like, Hey, we've got 10,000 leads. We need, you know, 10 AEs, a thousand leads per AE. They need to you know, work them. And that's just what it is. Like, we currently have five, five AEs on our team and they're doing a relatively strong job as far as closing them. But we're not <clears throat> because we were, even though when, when we were high having higher volume of leads, we weren't um, getting more AEs to the table to come work for us because we knew that our team could handle the volume. But then we also knew that we were getting a lot of personalization leads that weren't closing. And so we kind of set, we, we kept milking and manipulating these numbers to where we would use the same budget, but we would start shifting budget around to find where the most commercial leads were coming from. And once we figured that out, we're like, okay, this is actually working and it's working really, really well. And that's what you want to do is that what you're trying to do is you don't want to just like hire more butts in the seats to make calls because you have all these leads. You want to hire the right butts in the seats to make calls to the right people that you know that you can close based on your systems that you've created. All right. And then, so having this whole MQL model is going to force you to have more butts in the seats, but following a more, you know, I don't, a, a higher intent buyer or, or finding where those high intent buyers are is going to force you to have better quality conversations and have good salespeople on your team. All right. Number six, um, creating long-term irreparable brand damage. So your company's annoying spammy marketing and sales techniques have permanently burned bridges with prospects. Once this happens, there is no turning back. And I'm going to tell you, like we've experienced some of that stuff in our early stages. And I mean, it's, it's, it, part of it's our fault because we're still learning, we're growing, we're, we're a startup company and all that other stuff. And the other part is, you know, we, we probably could have approached it a little differently. So we make it very clear to our team that, you know, if someone doesn't want to be contacted anymore, just take them off the list. You know, don't, don't, don't let, don't let them get any more SMSs or emails or anything like that. Let them opt out. Okay. Take them out of everything so that they don't get, you know, contacted a lot. And there were points where some of our ads were, where people were complaining that like, Hey, I don't want you to contact me anymore. And there were things that were broken internally in our own systems. Like our own systems were, were kind of broken. Um, because we were implementing a new a new system called HubSpot and there were some things that were working just great and others were like, oh shit, this is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And so what we ended up doing was, you know, fixing that stuff and we now don't get those problems anymore. So 
when people complain, we just take them off and we just move on because we know we have like two, 3,000 leads that are good quality leads coming in, interested in wanting to buy, okay? And number seven, wasting marketing's time on building ineffective lead score models based on complex marketing automation workflows. And this is still a long lasting scar plaguing like the B2B marketing from like 10 years ago. So basically what, what, you know, what, what this is is that marketing is creating all these workflows and to basically kind of score. And we're currently, our, our team is not scoring leads yet and we need to. That's something that I'm kind of thinking into like 2023 and moving forward. We need a lead scoring system where certain activity that a person does um, is going to trigger like, hey, this person is a is a six. This person is a nine. This person is a ten. So maybe you know some of the activity is like they interact with one of our emails and then they reply back or they go look at some other pages or something like that. My point is is that like as they interact with the content that we're sending them, they should be getting some proper lead scoring. But the thing is is that like whenever you are getting a lot of garbage leads, like a lot of MQL kind of like approach that you're trying to do. The marketing is creating all of these inefficiencies that make no sense. And we're spending a lot of time trying to score them, put them into new workflows, send them emails and SMSs, creating new content new blogs, like, and no one gives a shit about it. And so if, if you have garbage leads coming in, then like all these things that you created into marketing, it doesn't work. It doesn't, it's not going to be helpful for anybody. And so the whole thing about this is that, what we're trying to uh, you know avoid is just not just wasting marketing dollars and time but we're trying to avoid is, is is sending you know content that no one cares about because this it, it, is not helping anybody so you know my challenge to you guys in the facility and property space is don't focus so much on like generating a ton of leads and and having a whole mql kind of approach marketing qualified leads focus on more quality leads that you're getting in that are higher intent buyers and, 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 and I know that you're going to have to generate a, an amount of leads that are like, hey, these aren't very good, but there should be ways in how you can like, you know, have those people like take their own paths, if you will. And, and we do this, like I said, where if someone replies to a text message, like we have like strategically written text messages and they reply back, that's a pretty hot lead. So the AE is going to call them. All right. Or... If someone opens a specific email, that's a hot lead. So the AE is going to call them. But if a person doesn't engage with the SMS, the person doesn't engage with the with the email, like the AE is going to call them just to see, and they call them, I think, two, maybe three times if there's no engagement. But after that, they're done. They're moving on. They're, they're working their list of new leads coming in. And so, you know, when we made this shift of like, guys, volume does not mean success it's quality, all of a sudden, like everyone's like, okay, this is gonna hurt a little bit. But like we ripped that bandaid off slowly, but then we ripped it off hard towards the end. And now like we're having record months. And, and you know, my challenge to, you know, to your facility company, your property company is that, you know, get away from the whole MQL model, marketing qualified leads, start going more into like SQO, sales qualified opportunities. And then what the conversion rate of SQO and above is. So this is what I mean. So you get a whole bunch of leads coming in. And so let's say you get a thousand leads. All right, just as, just as an example in a, in a 30 day period. Of those thousand leads, let's say that a hundred of them are qualified, sales qualified opportunities. 
And you're like, well, that's not really high. Like, I, I get it, but it's not horrible, okay? Let's just use this as a baseline. So 10% is, is a sales qualified opportunity. And then of those 10%, maybe you convert 40 of them into customers. That's a 40% conversion rate. So imagine this, like you're like, okay, so we generated a thousand leads. We got 40 customers out of those thousand leads. And we did that with a team of like, say three AEs, just as an example, okay? And you're able to do that month over month. And not just that, you are making money off of all those accounts that are coming in and you're spending, I don't know, 10 grand, 20 grand to run ads. You're probably getting a great ROI. Your AE team is probably getting, you know, compensated really nicely. They're working on really good leads. They're having great, you know, conversations with these leads. They're pushing them and they're probably going to be getting some future business out of them because we all know that like word of mouth works a lot. So all of a sudden what you've done is that you've shifted what's important. So for us, what I do is I track a lot of our conversions of like MQL to SQO. Okay, and then SQO to customer. So I, I track those conversions. And the higher the SQO is, like the higher the conversion rate of SQO to customer is, that means that we're getting the right numbers and they're qualifying correctly. Biggest thing though is that you have to make sure that your AE team is properly qualifying leads. So there's a standard that you guys have to follow, okay? And if there's not a standard, everyone's like, well, this is how I do it. Like, then it's not gonna work because then it's gonna skew the numbers. It has to all be standardized across the board. All right, so I hope this was helpful. Let me know if you have any questions. Um, three things I ask you all the time. Uh, a, number one, uh, rate us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. That'd be greatly appreciated. Number two, make sure you um, share this podcast episode. DM it to somebody. Send a text message to someone because like, we're on the brink of hitting 3,000 downloads. I mean, it's not a huge amount, but like, for such a niche industry, like this is kind of cool, you know, like, like we're, we're doing really well growing this podcast and I have not even one bit tried to even monetize off of this thing yet. And I need to, I just don't have time at the moment, but, um, you know, I'll put some stuff together. And then number three, um, if you have any questions, connect with me on LinkedIn, you can follow me on linkedin.com slash in slash Javier Lozano Jr. And you can, you know, send me a question if you have any questions or if there's like a topic that you want me to cover, I'm happy to. Excuse me, I'm happy to cover those as well too. Have a great day and I'll talk to everybody later. All right, guys. Thanks for taking a listen to our facility management marketing podcast secrets. Uh, this is your host, Javier Lozano Jr. One other ask I've got for you guys is, is to subscribe to our email list. You can go to bouldermediasolutions.com slash email. And that way you can get updates on some marketing trends that I'm seeing, uh, some strategies that I'm executing. And more importantly, I'll be actually launching some webinars and training that's going to help your company use marketing strategies to essentially grow your business. Uh, we'll be doing some training, uh, offering some courses, that sort of stuff. So you can always unsubscribe to that email list. It's no big deal. It's not going to hurt my feelings. This is more for facility managers, I'm sorry, facility management companies that want to grow their business by using marketing. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And have a great one.